0: Namaste and welcome to Vedanta the River of Wisdom podcast, a podcast that brings to you the ancient flowing tradition of wisdom that reveals you are pure being having a human experience. I am Swamini B, a Vedanta teacher and a Hindu monk and your guide by the side. Let us flow you and I on the banks of the River of Wisdom. We love and thrive on our experiences, be it tasting the local cuisine of a new culture, seeing the azure blue waters of the ocean, feeling the cool breeze wash over our body, listening to our carefully curated playlist smelling the wafting aroma of our favourite food, and so on. We thrive on spending time with loved ones and reminiscing about the times gone by and the times to come. In the process of living, we have come to believe that whatever we experience is reality. But that is only one part of the human existence. What is it that lends reality to experiences? Who is the one that is present in all the experiences? Bhagavan Krishna lumps all our changing experiences into three stages of life, childhood, youth and old age. He says, Dehi nos minyatha dehe kaumaram yau just as for the jiva, the indweller of the body, there is childhood, youth and old age, similar is the gaining of another body. With reference to that, a wise person does not come to grief. Through all these stages, Childhood, youth, and old age, there was only one I, the Jiva, the indweller of the body. Irrespective of how sharp my memory is, I am absolutely certain that I went through all my experiences. It's not like the Jiva, the person, died in childhood and then another person with a different body emerged for youth. The seasons change. The body changes, the mind changes, all the time. People around me change. However, reality bites. We want the body to forever be young, the relationships to always be great, the money to always pour in, and the mind to always be stable. We want what is changing To never change, and that is why we experience suffering. If I accept that what is changing is changing and do not resist it, then there is no grief. Change is the only constant in our experiences. Then what is constant in the changing experiences? The changeless. Who is that? The Atma, I. Might the experiencer present in all experiences, good, bad, and ugly, be more constant than the changing experiences? Might there be a changeless reality which is not an object, not a process, not a person, but is just pure being? The answer is a resounding yes. Vedanta begins right where we are, and our experiences. Whatever we experience in the world, Vedanta inquires and categorizes all our experiences into the waking state, dream state, and deep sleep state. Why? To inquire into which of these states is real. Why? We want to define who we really are because reality always is. It does not change with time why do we want to know reality? Because reality gives us certainty and cannot be negated. How will that help? By knowing that I am Avasthatraya Sakshi, the witness consciousness of the three states of experience, I am not affected by the changes that take place in these three states. I as consciousness, I'm present in all these states, but I am untouched by them. Let us unpack this. The three states of experience are jagrat avastha (waking state), svapna avastha (dream state), and sushupti avastha (the deep sleep state). The waking state, jagrat avastha. We interact with the world through our senses. We see, smell, taste, listen, and touch. We interact by using our organs of knowledge and organs of action. In this waking state, our mind is available and thus we experience time, cause-effect, logic, and perceive the world to be real. The waking state ego identified with the gross body is called Vishwa. It is the Atma, the self, as though conditioned by the gross body. For more clarification on Atma is other than the three bodies, please do listen to episode 164, Who Dies, the Atma or the Body. Since I am aware of all that happens in the waking state, I am the witness or sakshi of Vishwa, the waker. I am the experiencer of the waking state, and hence the waking state is different from me. I, as consciousness, is like a lamp that illumines or reveals everything in the field, and so the light of awareness shines within. Revealing all of one's thoughts, emotions and everything perceived with the five senses. Sight, hearing, taste, smell and touch. Are we awake our whole life? Thankfully we have been given the gift of sleep. And so we have a different kind of an experience which includes the dream state. Dream state, swapna Avastha. The dream state of svapna avastha is that which is based on the impressions of the waking state, the sights and sounds people met, the tastes and fragrances, the memories of the past, related thoughts and emotions. Based on these impressions of the waking state, these samskaras go into effect and create a world of experience for us as a dream. Whether you dream of a vacation in Hawaii or deep-sea diving in the Andaman Islands or your performance appraisal, a totally new world is experienced in the dream. As a dreamer, you have a dream body and dream senses to experience the dream world. The senses of your body used in the waking state are not required in the dream world at all. The intellect used in the waking state is not available to monitor the thoughts and emotions. In the dream state, the prana of the gross body is functioning as your incoming and outgoing breath and the mind is throwing up all these impressions. Your bodily processes are going on, unknown to you, while you have a totally different functioning body in your dream. The experience of dream world is the dream state. The I-ness or the ego of the dream state, identified with the subtle body primarily, is the Sukshma Sharira and is called tejasa, meaning light or life. How do you know about your dream? Where does that light of consciousness come from? What is its source? Since you are a sentient conscious being, the source can only be you. Because of that light of consciousness, you become aware of all the activities of your mind, not only when you are awake, but also when you are dreaming. The very same light of consciousness makes you aware of your dreams. And so since I am aware of what happens in the dream state, I am the witness, Sakshi, of Tejasar, the dreamer. I am the experiencer of the dream state. And hence, the dream state is different from me. And then, there is an experience that we universally long for. The deep sleep state, that state which is characterized by I know nothing, which is a total state of nothingness, but I enjoyed a good sleep, a happy experience, is called deep sleep state. When we go to sleep, our senses become unavailable to external stimuli. The mind is no longer active and becomes dormant. Since even I, the ego, is dormant, it does not rear its head from the blanket to say, I am sleeping peacefully and soundly. You may snore, of course, and others may experience your sound sleep. Still, the deep sleep state is such that we experience happiness and nothingness together. The experience of deep sleep is the deep sleep state or sushupti. The ego of the deep sleep is identified with the causal body and is called prajna. So what are you conscious of then? You are conscious of the complete absence of any thoughts, emotions or perceptions in your mind. During deep sleep, the light of consciousness continues to shine brightly. Your mind is asleep but you remain fully aware But there's nothing to be aware of, nothing to be illumined by the light of consciousness. Like a lamp shining brightly in a completely empty room with black walls, a black ceiling and a black floor. It's much like standing inside a perfectly dark room with your eyes wide open. You can see, but there's nothing to be seen. You do not become temporarily blind in a dark room and in the same way, you do not temporarily become unconscious in deep sleep. The light of consciousness does not blink on and off like a light bulb. As a sentient being, you are the source of that light and you continue to exist in deep sleep. I, Atma, is a witness-sakshi of the deep sleep state, ego and its experience. So these are the three states of experience. The waking state, jagratavastha; the dream state, Swapna Avastha, and dreamless, deep sleep state, Avastha. These states alternate every day and night. During the waking and dream states you are aware of the activities of your body and in deep sleep you are aware of the absence of any mental activity. The fascinating thing about these three states is one waking dream and deep sleep states are mutually exclusive. You are either awake or you're dreaming or you are in deep sleep. Hence The world of the waking state and all your acquisitions are of use to you only in the waking world and of no use whatsoever in the dream state. Likewise, the seven course meal that you ate in a fine dining restaurant in Paris or Paris made you feel stuffed in the dream, but cannot satisfy your hunger in the waking state. Which begs the question, is the waking state more real or is our dream state more real? And the answer is, each appears real in its own time. Swakale Bhati. More about this in another episode. Of course, in the waking state. 2. Waking, dream and deep sleep states are temporary and not permanent. 3. Anything that is temporary and changing cannot be the limitless, unchanging reality. Some of you argue, what about daydreaming or samadhi? Daydreaming is also in your waking state and so is samadhi where you are awake But the mind is fully resolved and you will know about this only after you come out of Samadhi. Okay, but what about the so-called fourth state of consciousness, Turiya? The Sanskrit word Turiya simply means fourth, not fourth state of consciousness. It is referred to as the fourth to imply that it is distinct from the three states of experience and hence the fourth chaturtham. The Mandukya Upanishad features this word turiya to reveal the unchanging consciousness that illumines or reveals the three changing states of experience that alternate in the mind. For argument's sake, let's say it was a fourth state of experience. As any experience starts and ends in time, this so-called fourth state will also start and end in time, making it temporary. Enlightenment then would become 10 seconds or 2 hours or even 2 years. This does not make sense. Turiya is not a particular state of consciousness, nor is it an extraordinary spiritual experience. Turiya is pure consciousness that is you, Consciousness that is unborn, uncreated, limitless, vast and totally unaffected by the world and its suffering. Some people believe that Turiya is a state of super-consciousness, a higher or elevated state in which one can undertake astral travel to different dimensions. All of this sounds enticing, but... An experience is an experience is an experience. It is changing all the time. What is changing cannot define you. Vedanta points to the consciousness that you are, which is not a form, but the very reality underlying all forms. Turiya is not a transient state or a temporary experience but rather it is the limitless, transcendental, unchanging consciousness that is your true inner nature. The Mantukya Upanishad declares, I am Atma, Brahman, this self, the conscious being, your true inner nature is chatush path, it has four quarters. The waking state is defined here as bahish Praknya." the state in which your consciousness is turned outward towards the world. Then the dream state is defined as Antav Pragna, the state in which your consciousness is withdrawn from worldly experiences. Then the state of deep sleep is defined as pragnana Ghana, literally thick or dense consciousness, a state of darkness like the darkness of the movie screen. After describing these three states, the Upanishad reveals the nature of Turiya. It says, Nantav Pragnyam Turiya is not like the inward consciousness of the dream state. Na Bahish Pragnam, Nor is it like the externally directed consciousness of the waking state. Na Ubayatav Pragnam, Nor is it an intermediate state in between the waking and dream states. Na Pragnana Ghanam Turiya is not like the dark, dense consciousness of deep sleep. Na pragnam nor is it mere consciousness. Na apragnam nor is it unconsciousness, the absence of consciousness. All these expressions negate different kinds of conditioned consciousness. Consciousness that is associated with the conditions of your mind and experiences, conditions like waking, dream and deep sleep. Turiya, that is you, is pure unconditioned consciousness, free from limits, totally independent of your mind and completely unaffected by its activities. Unconditioned consciousness can be compared to a clear crystal. When I hold this crystal near my orange robes, it appears orange. It seems to be affected but is not affected at all. If held up to a blue sky, the crystal appears blue but still remains unaffected. In the same way, different conditions of your mind can make consciousness seem like it is awake, dreaming or immersed in deep sleep. But just like the crystal remains perfectly clear in spite of its appearance, in the same way, the unconditioned consciousness known as Turiya is not affected in any way by the states of your mind. What about lucid dreaming? Well, lucid dreaming is a state of experience where the dreamer becomes aware that they are dreaming and can gain some level of control over the dream characters, narrative, or environment. It is a state in which the dreamer is not completely passive, but actively participates in and often manipulates the dream experience. Lucid dreaming has become popular in some circles as it can help in creativity, problem-solving, and confronting one's fears. However, since it involves keeping a journal by your bed, being alert to the possibility of going into a lucid dream and so on, it takes years of practice to relax. In any case, being relaxed in the waking state and inviting Ishvara's grace into your life is more than enough for any kind of creativity or problem-solving. Vedanta looks upon lucid dreaming as yet another experiential state which is temporary, changing, and is illumined by the unchanging Atma that is you. What about dream analysis? Dream analysis is a therapeutic technique that involves exploring the content of dreams to gain insight into a person's thoughts, emotions, and experiences. Sometimes used in therapy, dream analysis can help gain insight into the unconscious, aspects of the person not readily available in the conscious state. Dream analysis can serve as a way for the mind to work through unresolved issues or conflicts. With a trained therapist, it can be a valuable tool for self-discovery and addressing unresolved issues and even for creative inspiration. The limitations of dream analysis is that it's often very subjective and depends greatly on dream recall. Sometimes therapists may place too much emphasis on symbolic interpretation, potentially overlooking the straightforward aspects of the dream or even the dreamer's current life circumstances. Vedanta looks upon dream analysis as similar to the analysis of your waking state. Whatever you may analyze and interpret of a dream, the dream is still temporary and changing. Of course, people are welcome to try lucid dreaming, dream analysis, and even astral travel. But the question is, by having an exalted experience, has your sense of inadequacy and identification with the limited form gone or does your sense of self now get tied up and conditioned by the exalted experience such that you feel incomplete without the exalted experience? Any experience is possible only with a form, be it the form in the waking state or the subtle form in your dream state. The emphasis in Vedanta is that anything changing like the dream is still illumined by the unchanging Atma that is you. Durya, the unconditioned consciousness that is you, is adrishtam, unseen, avyavaharyam, not available for transactions, agrahyam, ungraspable, impossible to objectify with your mind or senses, alakshanam, indefinable as an object, achintyam, inconceivable as it does not have a form, and avyapadeshyam, indescribable as it does not have dimensions. Oh my goodness, if duriya is imperceptible, ungraspable and inconceivable, then how can it be possibly experienced? turiya is ekatma pratyaya saram it is the one true self ekatma the unconditioned consciousness that is invariably present in every experience turiya is present right here right now at this very moment irrespective of what you are doing it sustains all activities as no activity is opposed to it. Turiya is not a temporary state or a special experience. Turiya is the unchanging, boundless you. You matter. Your life matters. What you do with your life matters. Thank you for listening. If you found this episode helpful and offering insight, I do hope you will consider sharing this with your friends, family or on social media. Would you like to receive an email every month that will bring to you more wisdom, more happiness and more freedom? If the answer is yes, then our monthly newsletter Arshavitya Bharati is for you. It has articles on living our traditions, links to podcast episodes, articles and videos published elsewhere in the month, reflections about how Vedanta is changing the life of students, announcements about events and courses, profound Sanskrit sayings, and much, much more. And it's not too long. Do consider checking out this month's issue, And also subscribe. The links are in the description of this episode. The transcript of this podcast is available on discoveratma.com forward slash category forward slash podcast. I would love to hear from you. If you have a request or a reflection... Please write to me at swaminiji at discoveratma.com That's S-W-A-M-I-N-I-J-I at discoveratma.com As always, thank you for listening and we meet next week.